If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Do you know what I feel like doing? Taking the trip to Puerto Rico? Of course. I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things that are island boy related. And I'm joined by my co-host. I'm an island boy. That's the only time Kayla will represent an island boy. What up, guys? It's it's him on the mic. And before we get into today's pod, I'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. Thank you, guys. I'm playing it by the way. I don't know if you can hear me, but I'm playing. We're going to get copyright strike for that, so you might want to pause that real quick. But listen, WrestleMania Backlash just happened over the weekend on Saturday. And let me tell you something, brother. There hasn't been a show this week, or not even this week, this year. Oh, last year. Or last that has come. Oh, Clash. Clash was kind of there. No, but, but yeah, but if you look at it, the last show it was, it was been eighteen years since Puerto Rico had like a pay per view in yeah. there. They had like live events here and there, but like eight, imagine being like starved from not having like a pay per view or a you know a Raw or SmackDown in your country for like eighteen years. Where we're, we we get greedy, we we get it like every week. We have it in our state. So can you imagine if WWE moved to like Canada or South America, and for eighteen years we don't have pay per view in New York or in Los Angeles or in Texas or in Philly? Like Matt, and you you know you would be going crazy if you saw it. I I, I was gonna say there hasn't been like a show like this. I would even go as far to say like. Backlash we view as like a whatever like a B a B pay per view. I would argue C D, you know, something around that tier because it's kind of like yeah, it's just a pay per view between Money in the Bank and blah 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 to get you to the next point. Uh, but yeah, this show was electric, start to finish. I think it was just amazing. I want to say amazing because of two car- two matches. I feel like should have been swapped places. Yes, I know. And- and if it was that, then I would say it was amazing. Just with that, I wouldn't call it amazing. So I want to, uh, we're not going to run through like the whole card. It's more or less the impact and coming out of this show, everything that's happening. Um, first off, the first match on the card, EO Sky versus Bianca Belair. 
talk about topsy-turvy town. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to react to what. And you think they think New York we're bad when they come to New York and we start chanting for the bad guys and booing the good guys. Puerto Rico was on our side today. I shout out to the people in over in Puerto Rico. So, yeah, what he's referring to is EO Sky basically got adopted by the Puerto Rican island and she was cheered as if she was Puerto Rican herself. I honestly, I don't know the context of where it came from. Maybe it's just like what you said. They boo or they boo the good guys, cheer the good guy or bad guys. I don't know. Is that that's backwards? That might be right. I don't yeah, know. Boo the good guys, cheer the bad guys. There we go. And I don't know where it came from. It was amazing. It was pretty. And you seen Bianca like during the match. I don't know if you watched the full match, but oh, I did. I did. I did. But you seen she started to pick up on the fact that like, hey, they're going to boo me no matter what I do. So let me start playing up a little bit of a heel. And EO Sky was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to be the face here. I, I, I feel like it would have been a perfect time to do a double turn for that. Because um, also, there's, you know, there's there's plans on damage control for breaking up. Who knows? But I feel like it would have been a good chance to swap the title since she's going to SmackDown. I, I feel like this, this would have been a perfect be like, all right, Bianca, your title reigns over. And it kind of proves the situation that Bailey couldn't beat Bianca, but somebody else and damage control was able to do that. And then you can tease that breakup into a triple threat for the women's title. I honestly thought that EOS guy was going to win and send. And I also thought that, um, uh, uh, Selena Vega was going to win because, you know, you can actually have the SmackDown's title on SmackDown instead of having it on Raw where the title, but yeah, you know. They're just going to do the thing where they just be like meet backstage and it's like, here you go. Here's your colored belt and then take my colored belt. I, I, but, don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. It is, it is important to highlight the fact, you know, you always tell me whenever you're in your hometown, never like root for the hometown person never because they're always set up for a letdown or whatever personally i don't think zelina vega was going to win over rhea ripley only for the fact rhea is just getting started it seems like she's going to be going on a dominant reign i I just if this was later in rhea's title reign and she didn't just win it at mania i'd say you know what Let's do it because that crowd, I mean, clearly was behind Zelina Vega. But touching on EO Sky real quick, and then we'll move on to more matches. The sudden split up, or at least the divide happening within damage control, is in full effect. Bailey and Dakota were coming down to the ring to kind of help EO. There was also a quick little subtle detail where Dakota was pleading with Bailey not to go down to the ring because it, as it seemed, EO had Bianca's number. She had her put away and it was just a matter of timing and doing all that stuff. So as Bailey's coming down, Dakota's like, please just don't, she's got it. Let her do it. And then Bailey gets involved, costs EO and boom, Bianca retains. So I guess moving to another match on the card real quick. Seth Rollins versus Omos. Homo sapiens are still getting denied their moment in the sun. Seth Rollins beat Omos. I don't understand why we are pushing Omos out there to lose to almost everyone he faces. 
He did it with Brock. He's now doing it with Seth Rollins. And yet, every time he walks to the ring, we are supposed to believe he's a credible threat to anybody he's facing. Well, apparently this was his best match. People in the backstage are praising Omos for the match, which I think is more from what Seth Rollins has done than anything from Omos. I'd say his Brock match and his well, his most two recent matches here are Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins, and I think those are his two best matches. Oh, 100%. 100%. And, and they want their next brawn. And it was Rodog who tweeted out that Omos is more talented than Andre the Giant, which I can't, you can't compare them because they were two different eras. Like saying how Seth is better than Hogan. He is. Seth is 100% better than Hogan. But at the time, what Seth does and what Ricochet does was not the norm back in the 80s. So you can't, it's like comparing. Um, strawberries to broccoli. They're two different things. That's very... Look at you. Look at you with your analogies. I'm so proud yeah. of you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. Are we going to dictate proper logic here? Actually, you know what? Real quick. Zelina Vega, Rio Ripley. Dude, if there was a chance to put the rocket on Selena, it was that moment at Puerto Rico. I, I was just saying... I don't if this was early on in in Rhea's uh championship reign which it is I don't think you pull the trigger now. If this was later down the road and this was say next year's WrestleMania backlash and let's just say for timeline's sake well technically this- it, it, technically it was still it was it's, it's, we're making a joke for for those who want to know it's backlash. We're just used to WWE calling it WrestleMania backlash. Go ahead, sorry. Of course. Uh, so let's just say for timeline's sake, this is the first backlash in Puerto Rico. Then I'd say, you know what? Rhea's held the title for a year. Hometown, home country, home nation. Zelina obviously was just as over, I would say, as Bad Bunny. You know, they're equal levels. Things I never thought I'd say. But, <laughs> you know, it seemed right. It did. It, it was just like Drew at Clash of the Castle. It was just like Sammy in Canada. Again, it's just a matter of that hometown stuff. No, you make good, you, you make some good valid points, and also there was a kind of like no build to it as well. And that was most of the card, honestly. I know it would Bad Bunny, and then they literally took place after Mania that had a little build into it. Long term storytelling there, yeah, yeah. With also um, WrestleMania, I think it was WrestleMania thirty eight. I want to say where they fought Miz and Morrison. Yep. So at least that has some story doing. Cody and Brock, like I said, Night After Mania, that still had, wasn't short-term working. Oh, yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, no, no, I know. Honestly, no. I think, yeah, only um, Selena and, and Rhea Ripley didn't have much going into it. I'd it say Bianca just, and EO. Well, it was I mean, kind no, of just a cold match. No, I mean, you could think about how damage control and that whole story uh, yeah. for the greater good. Yeah, I, I yeah okay. Uh, I'll give you that. Now, I was saying earlier, do we want to go continuity wise and just stick to the way the card played out, or do we want to move the main event down the spot and then put the match? I know, you know what I, we have to. So the two matches that we're talking about is the Damian Priest and Bad Bunny Street Fight, which we're going to put in the main event, and in the main event that was originally Brock versus Cody, we're going to talk about that right now. Okay. 
right now. So the story goes, which the story is still unfinished, Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. It was the main event. I think by the time that match happened, the crowd was very much drained. They were still in it, but, you know, many people are saying that Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest should have gone on last. I agree. But getting to Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar here, Brock Lesnar is at his best whenever he is selling, whenever he's invested in a match, whenever he is really, when he's buying into his opponent. You can tell, especially whenever he's like, not really feeling it, and it's kind of like, man, whatever. This match gave me that SummerSlam versus John Cena vibes where he was just suplexing John Cena out of his armband, and it looked like a brutal beatdown. I'd say the same thing with whenever he faced Randy Orton. You know, Brock is fun whenever he uh, he's tasked with selling a lot, or whenever he's invested. Well, yeah, well, 100%. We've seen it at first. You know, for the longest time, we thought, oh, Brock doesn't care about anything, but then we saw him with his feud with, I think it was AJ and then Brian, and we're like, oh, Brock kind of cares, depending on who he's fighting. Yeah, and it's, I guess it's like a gelling thing where it's like, all right, you can't just put me in a random match against X, Y, and Z and expect me to really care or really put out. This match, and I guess the big spot to talk about is the exposed turnbuckle. Cody whips him into it, Brock is busted open. People are saying it was blading, but it's very clear to see Brock hit. Yeah, Brock hit the turnbuckle, the exposed turnbuckle, and was immediately gushing. I mean, blood everywhere. It was insane. That's when the match really picked up for me. That was the turning point. You you could see him in his face too on the following Raw as well too, like that little stitches he got. Um, yeah, he, he was he was bad, and Cody by the end of the match looked like Homelander. At the <laughs> end, all the blood everywhere. Again, I'll stick to the fact Cody Rhodes. If if in fact at some point in his tenure with WWE decides to turn heel, I think a Homelander gimmick would be perfect. You want to make you want him to be racist. No, but, you know, maniacal, stuff like that. You know, minus all the controversial stuff, which is basically the whole Homelander character. You, 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 you want him to drink his milk? I mean, hey, it, it, it happens every now and then. Uh, not really. But uh, it, in case you didn't watch The Boys, out of context, that sounds really bad. But, yeah, he wins via a roll-up. He was in the Kimura lock. It, it seemed as if, you know, hey, like, the match is kind of near its end. People are saying because Brock was busted open as much as he was, they kind of cut the match short. I don't know if it appeared like that. It, it kind of did. But yeah, the the roll-up victory to me solidified the fact that we're getting another Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar match. We just watched Raw. This is now Tuesday we're recording this. And now we're getting a Cody versus Brock match at Night of Champions. Brock Lesnar said he wants more. He looks scary with that little, like as DJ M said, with that little uh, set of stitches on his face. But the bigger question here is, are we getting a normal match or are we getting like a 
a gimmick match here. As for what gimmick match I think we should get at Night of Champions to make things even spicier. Before we continue the show, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe b l what were you gonna say fight pit because mm. he brought if you hear brock said he wants a fight unless oh wait a minute are you did you do yours i'm gonna i got i got a 200 iq right here go what, what do you think i was gonna say an ambulance match nah nah i got a better one Buddy street fight no 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 you can you can't you can't top the Bad Bunny and Damian Priest's Puerto Rican street fight. But you ready for mine? What? Brock wants a fight. And WWE's next pay-per-view, Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes inside an octagon. An octagon. You have you have the merger. You can you you could call it the octagon. You can't, you don't have to, you don't have to call it a fight pit or an eight circle room or whatever gimmick thing you could call it you can have who, who's that commentator um that everyone likes he has a youtube channel rogan. rogan commentating for the fight and all that it's great it's great it's great continuity book it brock lesnar you can even put it on a ufc pay-per-view as well too i was gonna say you do an ambulance match you do a last man standing match Last thing, it's many minutes kind of gets boring though, to the point when you're like, hey, no, 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 it doesn't pick up until near the end when you think it's over and then they get up. But Edge and Randy's last man standing match during the, the um, COVID era kind of kind of killed it for me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was the best wrestling match ever. No, no, to no, you. no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about the WrestleMania match. Wasn't that billed as the no, best? No, that was by no. It was WrestleMania Backlash, which was built where they had the the ghost of Howard Finkel come from a microphone and call uh, it the best. That's where Edge got injured. Oh. Wild <laughs> times COVID was. Yeah, wild times. It feels like a decade ago. 
But you know what? I think it, it should be an octagon match. Brock versus Cody. Let's go. Come on. Brock wants to be back in the octagon. Put a WWE superstar in there and let him just go at it. That that does not sound intriguing, especially with Cody Rhodes. I love Cody. You know my stance on him. But but, but that, that, that's how that's how think about it. That's how you protect Cody because Cody has never been in into an octagon match, and you give Brock his W because Brock wants his win back. Adversity on a pole match. Oh, adversity. We went adversity. over adversity. Adversity. You got to put it on a pole in a Ziploc bag. Yeah. Uh, speaking of poles and kendo sticks, since they're kind of a pole kind of deal, uh, let's talk about Bad Bunny, Damian Priest. The match that should have been the main event, the match before was scheduled as a tag team match, but they chose WWE who had faith in Damian Priest and Bad Bunny um, to just do it by themselves. And I feel like it would have taken away the what they were building with Damian Priest and um, Bad Bunny if it was a tag team match. I feel like they did it right with the singles match. I just want to say, I saw a tweet that night saying this match was like an Avengers Endgame for Puerto Ricans. Oh, 100%. Oh, yo, because you had so oh, who's that guy? Fabio Vega. Fabio Vega coming back out of nowhere. He's like, here, here's a Kindle stick that I painted in your and in, in the color. That's if the Infinity Gauntlet. You had Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, Rey Mysterio, who's Mexican, but like, you know, whatever. LWO, <laughs> Legato de Fantasma, you know. Uh, uh, they're all Spanish. They're not. They're not. Well, that's what I'm saying. But they had the T-shirts. The T-shirts made them Puerto Rican. Yo, if they had, if they had Epico and Primo come out too, bro, the Shining Stars should have been there. Primo, Epico should have been there. Oh my Couple god! It, I mean, get Chavo, even though he has some beef with Rey Mysterio right no, now. That, that, that's just gimmick. That's not a real beef. He said, but. Oh. Uh, yeah, fooled you though. But here's the thing: I would have loved if you hear the Sh- Puerto Rico. The Sh- what was their entrance the name? Shining Stars or whatever. No, hold on. I'm gonna go for that. We might get copyrighted. I don't care. I want. I want to hear. Well, their... then you would have to do. Well, no. Are we doing Los Matadores or no, were no, they? No, 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 no. Because they, they went through a lot of different. They, first, they were just Pimo and Epico, and then they were Los Matadores, and then they were the Shining Stars. Hold on. Wait, Which that should have been part of it. Also, Carlito came back, got one of the biggest pops of the night. Well, good, you know, for him, though. good for him because he came back at the Royal Rumble when it was still the COVID era and there was like no crowds. So, like, people were like, oh, we should have him back. I'm like, this is a great way to have him back in Puerto Rico. It, that whole execution of that match was just on point. Like, it. From start to finish, it was entertaining. Bad Bunny's entrance, we were just talking about it before we went on air. Goosebumps. I mean, the crowd was singing the song. They were invested. Of course, it was expected. You know, it's it's Bad Bunny, the best, the biggest recording artist in the world right now. He's the pit bull of this generation. I said it here first. Stop it. Stop. Don't even. They're on two different playing fields. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Wait a minute. Come to Puerto Rico, the shining stars of the Caribbean. If they play that, oh, because Primo is Calito's brother, so yeah, the clones. Oh yeah, clones. Also, oh, and also Epico is also their cousins. But anyway, but I would have that. Also, going back on number six, I want to say it on SmackDown. Did you watch Finn coming down? He was just saying hola, 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 hola. Finn is just having fun out there. He's just having a time. 
He's just doing his thing. But uh, shout out just coming in. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, like coming out of this match, Damian Priest has been getting high praise, rightfully so, for that match. I mean, I loved his run since NXT. Uh, Punishment Martinez. You know, it's great to see WWE taking these talents that they know are good and putting them in these spots, really testing them because coming out the back end, now that you have the world heavyweight championship, there is a viable contender for whoever comes out of that tournament. Well, well that shows that that shows you how good triple H is with continuity. Cause he knows out of, out of everyone who is really talented and who's really good. Also, also I, I hate how this was in the main event because the way the match ended Look like a way to go home. Where Bad Bunny raised, uh huh, and then it's like, hey guys, we still have another hour. You need to come down now. Come on, guys, let's go. Yeah, it felt like because let's be honest. During this match, there was surprise after surprise after surprise. It it, it just went on. Like it was great though. Like normally, whenever a match gets too much, like juice in it, it becomes bloated, and you kind of like it sacrifices a lot. But Bad Bunny taking all those big bumps, again, this is a celebrity. This isn't like a full-time, been doing this for like half their life wrestler. This is a guy who just grew up loving WWE, and he came out in a WWF jacket on SmackDown. Oh, my God. Yeah, like it was was so funny to see that during the the YouTube clips. But yeah, like Bad Bunny is a bona fide star in the ring. Again, I want to say something and I want to get your reaction to this because this this thought was planted in my mind the second that pay-per-view ended. So do you want to know my my pick for Bad Bunny's next match? I feel like you're going to say Logan Paul. <laughs> yes, give me Logan Paul, Bad Bunny, Night of Champions, nah, Saudi, nah. that has Saudi match written all over it. You can't tell me otherwise. Uh, you, you, you. I need that to be a Mania match. I can't have it over Blood Money. You're thinking big picture. I, I like it. I like it. But like, tell me I'm wrong. Two of the biggest stars in general, like in life, in a match. Like, come on. No, yeah, you're 100. I agree with you, and you can have it. Where Logan Ball uh, talks smack about Bad Bunny at the at his Impulse podcast, or you could do what Bad Bunny, what Logan Ball used to do, and do a diss track. Remember when, when, when Logan Paul was just a YouTuber, and before that he was just a liner, and he yeah. used to have be- and he used to have beef with everyone until YouTube was like, all right, this is these diss tracks are just a form of bullying. We won't allow it. And then he left the YouTube thing to become a YouTube boxer. And then when he didn't beat Floyd Mayweather, he went to podcasting and then went to WWE. We know all that, the whole lineage of the Logan Paul story. No, I think it should be Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny and Mania. It would also like be electric just to see Bad Bunny go out on stage. And let me just call it now. Should we be worried about Bad Bunny dethroning Roman Reigns? Is he the one? No, because you can risk an artist getting injured, getting how they can. So you, we can't have him getting injured. 
him getting injured. He just got put through like 20 tables. He, he's fine. Let him rip. It would be electric to see him go out on the stage at like a Coachella with like both championships or like the world heavyweight around his waist. I'm just saying, I, I think we've gone into some crazy, crazy parts of the world here. It is. And I want to tell you, but you, you never know what happens. God bless that. Bunny Super Bowl has- halftime. Bad Bunny, world heavyweight champion, coming out, performing. Money. Money everywhere. Money. Money would come out of the sky like a Shane McMahon. I think, though, is that, first of all, we give credit where credit is due, that people thought that this match shouldn't have been the main event. It's not, it's not the best wrestling match of the year. I could say that with a confidence. But it's the best street fight we had in the past couple of years. I would say so. You would agree? Not the best wrestling match of the year, but the best street fight in the past couple of years. Well, it's no, it's, it's no VLC. Don't get me wrong. No VLC. All right. While you you pose the question, where do you think this ranks like as the best celebrity match we've gotten? I would say either ever or in recent years, because I know people are saying WrestleMania one, all that happened there, but like, I'm talking about like, no, 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 no. I, I think this just, I think it's the best solely based on the crowd. The yeah. crowd made these matches feel important. The crowd, like I said, the crowds were starved for a wrestling view to come to their show. That wasn't a live event. That wasn't not on TV or on streaming services so you know i think this is probably the one of the best pay-per-views with celebrity guests on it for sure for sure i there's been talk especially recently of them gauging interest for an australia show i think that would be amazing grayson waller and andy hall are going straight to the moon grayson waller now that he's on smackdown smackdown Smackdown. rhea ripley no, I mean, Rhea, Rhea, go stop, stop trying to make Rhea happen. I will ride this train until the wheels fall off. She's gonna, it's, it's, it's gotta happen. Well, they had, they, they had an Australia show back in the it was 2018. Bring back the iconics. Do whatever you need to oh, to get I this show love, over. I, I would love the iconics to come back. Do, do whatever you need to to get this I over. I need it injected in my veins. I need that hometown pop for Rhea Ripley. Just like how I wanted the way, and the way he's coming back to Monday Night Raw without Austin Theory, but we don't talk about the the, the forgotten child. Yeah, he, he's off doing his own his own little thing. The kids grow up fast, you know. He, he's in college right now. He's having a time of his life. Do you think that, as a Puerto Rican, do you think they is it because this shows how great it was? Do you think it needs to be another eighteen years to get this much reception back? Or because you know how Cast of the Castle, I think the last one was insurrection. I want to say it was insurrection back in two thousand and one or two thousand and two was the last time they had a over in Europe pay per view besides WWE UK. Do you think that we should have, if you want that much electrifying audience to be invested into matches, do we wait that much long for like a Puerto Rico show or you know like a Canada show or like any overseas shows? No, I, I just think. Anywhere besides the United States, depending on where you're at, those crowds will always deliver. I mean, you've seen it at Clash. You've seen it at now Puerto Rico. 
a raw I, in Canada, and I think it was Elimination Chamber. Was that? Yeah, that, but that was Sammy. That was solely based on Sammy. But still, like, it I goes think, to show you, like, they got the World Heavyweight Championship now, and they say it's going to be defended all around the world. I think that lends to the fact that, hey, you know, Wembley, or is it Wembley for Money in the Bank? Yeah, I think so. I think it's Wembley Stadium. There we go. That's our next litmus test. Also, too, the raw, the whole raw crowd in Jacksonville last night. I mean, I guess we were spoiled these past couple days, but <laughs> you can tell there was a clear difference in energy. Oh, you know, there. There, there were piping sounds, and Cody last time Cody was in Jacksonville was during the um, when he was in AEW during the uh, for the pandemic era. Yeah, but here's the thing: like, see, like you you see where Jacksonville the crowd was like, eh. Because they're used to it. They have like they have AEW, they have TNA, they have WWE, they have all these other independent shows going around. Puerto Rico doesn't have anything like that. That's why I say, if you did it, like if you did another Puerto Rican show n- next year, or not even next year, if you do it again this fall, I don't think the crowd's gonna be as hot because they just had backlash. I think you space it out. I would totally be okay every year or backlash, once a year. backlash or whatever pay per view. Like your world wrestling entertainment, yet almost all of your pay per views or premium live events now are in the United States. Like, hey, you know, remember how SummerSlam, when we were growing up, was always located in California? It was yeah. always in Los Angeles, which kind of made me mad. I'm like, I want to go to SummerSlam. I want to go there. I think Backlash should be a San Jose, um, not San Jose, well, pause, should be in Puerto Rico. Yeah. I think that should be a just set it there for a couple of years, get that money in, and then move on to another um, place like England. Have like money in the bank always in England for the next five years, or have like I, I miss those kind of pay per views where some cities have. As much as I said, I hate having it, but instead of states, have it overseas, like you said, war right. Have Japan be taking a WrestleMania. Remember they did a uh, Beast in the East with yeah. uh it was like it was like a house show but like Kofi versus Brock I think was the match or something. Oh, uh, so that, that, Finn Balor was at that too. No, it was, it was Kevin Owens versus uh, Finn Balor because that's, that's when Finn that, that's when that's when that's when Finn won his NXT title. Going back to the Beast in the East, how unfortunately I have Beast in the East that happened and a couple of years later it repeats with Brock beating Kofi. But I think, you know what, Puerto Rico, great show. Where do you think the next pay-per-view should be? We can't say Money in the Bank because that's already England. We already knew that. Well, the next one's not uh, technically. No, no, the no, no, no not, one... not, not, not Saudi. Like a, nef- a different place that hasn't had a pay-per-view yet. And you can't say Australia because Australia had the super show. Where would you like to see the next pay-per-view? I'm not calling it PLE because that's stupid. Where would you want the pay-per-view to be next place? Because I think WrestleMania over at Japan will be... I know they can't do it, but they can gimmick it. Something in Italy, the Coliseum. Oh, that'd be cool. That, that'd, be, that'd be really cool. If they could have a match in the Coliseum, even better. But <laughs> like they can't. Settle, settle, well, what do you mean you can't? WWE has money. 
<laughs> you set up a ring there. You have the people desecrate come. the site. Just desecrate it. <laughs> I, I, they should do like Brazil would be an awesome place to hold like a SummerSlam or something like that. Like I do stuff I, like that more. I, I, I two things because I would number one one. The ring announcer backlash uh, should just speak in Spanish. Oh, in Puerto Rico. It's, it's Spanish, right? That's the native. Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll go yeah. with that. I don't, I don't want to sound like insensitive or whatever, but I feel like it would have given more of that that interest. Like, this is we're here. So because the LWO on SmackDown only spoke in Puerto Rican. So Spanish. So I feel like commentators, yeah, because you're watching in the United States, but if the ring announcer was only introducing these superstars in Spanish, I feel like that would have given – because we're not in the States. We're in front of them. So I feel like that would have been cool if they did the ring announcers in Spanish, me coming in the way. But I think, like, WrestleMania should be one of these places where you have – you should have it where it's in Italy, it's in Brazil, it's in Japan – is I feel like because this is everyone's watching it, it'd be like this, they need to treat it like how FIFA does it with soccer with the World Cup. Can you imagine if they start doing that where WWE goes to Japan to go to Brazil, South America, uh, I was about to say Canada, Japan, they go to India, they go to Italy, they go to Rome, they go to Scotland. If they just go all of these places, I can see it like. They're obviously testing, like what we alluded to earlier. They're gauging interest for an Australia show. I think that's more than well, well to happen. They, they already had an Australia. Like I said, they had an Australia. They well, know another one. Another one. Another one. Shout out to DJ Khaled. But yeah, I, I think as time goes on, I think they branch out, give more shows out to the world, make their money, and have it be less the, the, controversial the, than the Saudi shows. The, 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 I was going to say, don't say that. Now the Saudis like, we want to show at SummerSlam. Well, they yeah, really no. had the Elimination Chamber. Saudis had the Elimination Chamber. Now they're doing that. Now they're getting uh, an actual moment in WWE history, crowning a new world heavyweight champion there. <laughs> I mean, would have been better. I, I, I think it's worse than crowning King of the Ring over there. Fair. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. But what I will give the people are more episodes of the Get Comfy Podcast, Get Comfy Game Breaking, Get Comfy Lowdown, every single Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, the Believe Network. I've been Kalo, joined by the one and only. Too sweet. And on the mic. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.